What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor with Andy and Cap. You know me, I'm Cap. You know him, he's Andy. Andy, talk to me. I don't know if I should because I am under witness protection. I am in hiding. I am in danger. Death threats, Andy's DMs, collision course. I, Start flooding I, his DMs. He, need, I, he deserves it. I didn't do it on purpose. I, I just know, try to have a hopeful fucking attitude. You and your goddamn hope, Andy. Hope I, is I, the enemy. When are you going to learn? Hope is the enemy. God, the goddamn positivity. I know. So, Andy ruined basketball. I know, just COVID cases out the ass. Everyone's getting infected. Basketball's going to get canceled. Life as we know it is coming to a close. But, 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 Andy, there's good news in there all is. this. There's tall news. There's there news is. with cornrows. Big. Andy. Tall. Raising the roof news. Big facts. We've got a large Hanky McSpanky making an appearance on the Roll Blob podcast. I am so excited. <laughs> I, I, my erection raised the roof with that one. And there's that. <laughs> Should we just cut it now? Or? <laughs> End of podcast. End it right now. This has been the Roll Podcast. Um, no, Zach, Zach Hankins, the GOAT, the legend, the roof raiser himself, came through with some fire. Obviously, just a super great guy with great energy, great conversation. Just an absolute blessing to have Hankins on the show. And, uh, he is absolutely hysterical. I mean, we knew he would be. We've seen him out, out on the court. We, we know his personality. He brought it. Man, I can't wait. it was awesome conversation. I can't wait to get to that. So that's the meat and potatoes. We're going to get to that ASAP. Um, we're obviously going to talk about the season getting canceled. We've got the annual Sanity Bowl, the intra-squad scrimmage, Andy, uh, NBA draft shenanigans as well, uh, some Xavier news, getting some signings. And also, Andy, to kick the weekend off, Jack Assery, per usual. Got to have it. So going along with the, the Hanky interview, he had the, <laughs> one of the best hairstyles in the sports. That he so did. So we are going to – Feed off that and rank the top five hairstyles in all of sports. The best Him, dudes in the game. He's, he's obviously number one. We know it. We're going to give out some game for free per usual and rank the best dudes in the game, Andy. Got to do it. I love that. So get ready to crack the beers open and let's kick this weekend off, baby. Andy, one of those cases, we just got to get right to the interview. Just get right to the meat potatoes. I'm tired of giving people salad, dude. If we were going to open a restaurant, Andy, if Cap Industries, we already opened a university. We already have a studio. If Cap Industries was going to open a restaurant, Andy, they would serve no salad. They would serve no bread. You would just arrive, and we would just hand you steak and potatoes. That's what we're going to do right now. See, and, like, we are very well aware. It's one of those we know our place. We know you're not <laughs> fucking here for us. We're just the platform to get to the people you do want. 
So we're just going to give it to you. We don't care. You, you got to know your own scouting report, Andy. And we have the scouting report of a very tall, very athletic, you know, hair is out the ass, man. Dude's got game. He raises the roof. And uh, best interview, one of the best interviews out there. And you can't be a good athlete that's also got a great personality. Those are actually kind of rare. You know what I mean? We just watched the NBA draft last night, and I couldn't tell you how many times I heard, going to put the work in every single day. I just want to thank God first. All this general bullshit. You know who's not going to give you general bullshit, Andy? Zach Hankins. Zach Hankins. Zach motherfucking Hankins will not give you general bullshit. He did not give us general bullshit, Andy. I mean, his name's Hanky McSpanky for a reason. You're like, damn right. Probably the biggest story this side of Matt Stainbrook driving for Uber. <laughs> Hanky McSpanky. Like, that might be the biggest Xavier thing that just made it viral other than Matt Steinberg driving Uber. <laughs> Literal <laughs> legend. Literal fucking legend. And, and both of those became legends very quickly. Like, very quickly. Hanky won our hearts immediately, and we love him for that. Huge stories and Xavier White, guys. <laughs> you can't beat it. But, Andy, I say we cut to this damn interview, man. Yeah, I mean, stop. Why, why waste time? Why, why have the foreplay? Just put it on in. Let's go. Here's the steak and potatoes. All right, Roll Blob fam, we have a massive treat for you guys. We got Ferris State Player of the Year. We've got Xavier Basketball Legend, now professional basketball player, Zach Hankins. Hanky, what is up? What's up, man? I don't know about legend, but we'll, we'll go with it. Hey, we're, we're absolutely sure about legend. No one caught the hearts no of Xavier fans as quick as Hanky did. It was immediate. I was going for all the hearts. Don't sell yourself short. You are a bona fide legend. So, Hankins, my man, what has life been like after Xavier, brother? Um, well, you know, it was kind of crazy. Um, I played in the NBA Summer League last year. Um, and, you know, played for the Sixers. It was a cool experience, but didn't really get as much of a shot as I'd hoped. Um, and then went overseas, played in the Czech Republic. And that was a really, really cool experience, playing some high-level basketball, traveling around Europe. Um, and then COVID happens. I uh, get yeah. sent back home, don't really know what's going on. Then I get a call from my agent and, like, says, hey, you, you got an opportunity in Israel. Like, you got to leave in three days. And so I went and played in their COVID season for 10 weeks, total isolation, all alone. Uh, and that was after Jeez. I got engaged. Three months later, I got married, and, and now here I am. Yeah, life's been crazy for you lately. I mean, I feel for people going through a, a big transition right now. You just got married, you know, brand new pro. Like, I can't even imagine what all that's been like with COVID. And obviously, it doesn't sound as glorious as the, uh, the NBA bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> it's been insane, but, you know, it's been a fun ride. For sure. Um, what were some of the challenges playing overseas, man? And what did you think about the competition level? Playing overseas, I mean, your biggest challenge is just that you're not really comfortable. You know, you got it's not just figuring out how to play basketball with, with guys from different countries. It's about figuring out how to live in a different country. You know, I had to pick up so many little words uh, just to go to the gas station and, and buy gas. Um, I mean, even, even without COVID, there's still a lot of isolation over there because if you're not, like, you know, really trying to get out with your teammates, you end up just being at home a lot. So um, it's kind of mentally challenging, but it's, it's really, really cool. I mean, I got to walk down streets in Prague that – are older than you know the United States, and that's a really really cool experience. That is really awesome, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like one of those like catch twenty twos, man. It's like it's tough because you're away from your family. I know you're a Midwest guy like us. Family's probably really tight for you, um, but you get to do things that no one else gets to do. That's awesome, bro. So, 
one of my favorite things that stuck out to me was like seeing you like going toe to toe with Amari Stoudemire. Can you tell me what that was like? That was insane, man. I got to play against Amari Stoudemire three times. Thirty nine year old Amari Stoudemire, but it's Amari. You know, I, I grew up watching him and modeled my game after him. You know, you watch all of his highlights. He's like he's a, he's a six time NBA All Star. Um, so yeah, it was really cool chat with him a little bit here and there and, and talk to him. Um, I had two really good games against him. And then the last game, the championship in Israel, he made me look so bad. It was <laughs> probably one of the lower games of my career. But, hey, I had a really, really good game against him first. So, it was it was just unbelievable. And, you know, I got to tell him, like, dude, you're you're like a legend. You're an actual legend. Like, I, I grew up watching you, and it's it's just an honor to play against him. Did you talk I think you to him? Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. I talked I talk, I talk to, to his teammates, sure. But, like, for me, I'm looking at him like, hey, bro, I'm coming at your throat, but I love you. <laughs> like, I'm coming for you. I'm like, I'm going to give it to you, but I'm not getting in your face like that, you know. There's there's, there's some other guys on his team that are a little bit easier to talk to, you know. It, it made, they made it a lot easier to be mean to them. Was there, like, a five minutes, like, catching the post, like, backing up Amari, like, holy shit, like, I'm posting up fucking Amari Sotomayor right now? You know, it was it was tough because going into that game, you got to think like, you know, I'm going up against a guy who's is going to be like an NBA Hall of Famer. But then you right. have teammates count on you to outplay him, and so you got to come in with the mentality of like, I'm better than him today, and I'm going to show him that. Right. Um, and because as soon as you come like thinking that he's the greatest thing you've ever seen, you're not going to play your best basketball. You're not going to really compete. So. It was kind of like before the game and after the game, I could really be like in awe of the moment or go and watch the highlights yeah. and be like in awe of the moment. But although he did drop that time, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, what was the um, fan, fan reception like overseas compared to what it's like over here? You know, it's crazy. It depends on the country. The Czech Republic is a small, small country, and they're not big into basketball. They just aren't. But then you travel and you go, you know, to some of the other countries, and you got fans all over the place. Um, you know, Greece is great. Spain is great. There's some countries out there that really love basketball and, like, um, uh, like great attendance. Czech Republic was a little iffy sometimes. Um, but you know, the guys that are on my team, you know, half of them were on the national team. So there was a lot of recognition for them, um, and recognition for our team. You know, we were, we were the one team in the league that was able to go and play internationally. So it's a little bit mixed, nothing like Xavier, nothing like Sintas, man. Sintas is far and away the best. That's a good question. I love it. Yeah, you, he's, he's a company man. That's awesome, brother. So, we also saw you tied the knot. Congratulations on that. I did. Thank you so much. I met her as Xavier, man. She's a Xavier, what, you know, four <laughs> years, Xavier women's basketball, three-point shooter, complete opposite of me, complete opposite of me, three-point shooter yeah. all the way. So, the kid's going to be the complete package then? Absolutely. That's the that's plan. It's going to be a seven-foot three seven. on that one, but, like, we got to plan out, like, you know, I'll handle some post work, right. some footwork. You got shot. Like, we got it all, all together. You mean Kevin Durant? You throwing a kid in the league? Yeah. Calling your shot? I'm open, man. If I make the league for one year, I'll be happy. But my kid better be in there, like, perennial all-star. <laughs> I'll like, keep my eye on the 2045 NBA draft. Yep. You guys are going to watch out. We're looking out, bro. I'm sure Steele's going to be all over the recruiting battle. Uh, so, so what's that married life been like, man? I'm just, I, you've been going through it. Tons and tons of transition. Uh, yeah. And just the, what's that been like? 
it's it's been really really great I'll, I'll give you guys a little down low thing that people don't really know i mean it's not really a secret but i actually had acl surgery about seven or eight weeks ago Damn. um i lost a, i had i had a big contract to sign i was gonna go to turkey four days after we got married we were gonna head out and it was gonna be you know, a, a big time move for me in my career big mm -hmm. time you know contract and i ended up losing out on it um but it came with some good things you know now me and my wife can Ashley can can spend time together um, in her home state of Oklahoma, which is where I am right now. You know, we got a puppy. We got just kind of like a year off to really spend time together. And it's a COVID year, so like I'm not missing much overseas. They're getting shut down left and right. But it was right. definitely a disappointment, but you know we're trusting God through it and we're moving through it and and growing together. And it's a good kind of a good buffer before I end up dragging her all over the world. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, man, I'm sure that's going to help you guys, you know, create a foundation. And, and I, obviously we saw that was a big lucrative contract opportunity and, and something happened. We weren't even going to ask you about that. Um, but I kind of appreciate you being transparent. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's probably big for you guys. I mean, because like you said, you're gonna be dragging all over the country and just one thing to the other. And especially with COVID, like, I bet this kind of gives you guys a chance to kind of just like come together and just kind of establish a you know foundation. Yeah. yeah we can just know how to live together. We can know, right. you know what we like and what we don't like. And then it won't be, you know, imagine, imagine, Four days after you get married, you just go straight to Turkey. Which <laughs> right. I, mean, I wasn't. I was a little iffy about, about Turkey. You know, Turkey's got some stuff going on. So sure, it was. It was a mixture of a relief and kind of a disappointment. I, I totally understand. So, does the mail come to Mister and Mrs. McSpanky, or is it like Big Hank and family? You know what's great. <laughs> We have this little, we have this little board as like, she did an amazing job decorating. Our apartment looks great. You know, I love having a woman decorate for me and, and do some great things. And we have, but, uh, you know, we had our wedding. It's got little letters rearranged and I just came in today and it says Mary McSpankin Christmas on it. She arranged it like, bought in. She won't change Twitter or Instagram handle to McSpanky, but she bought in to the, to a little bit of the McSpanky. That's you a W. almost completely got her. That's, that's a big one. <laughs> You keep one that's down for the cause, bro. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> now, did she put the Christmas lights that's on behind it. you? Yeah, so there's a just hung it up right there. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not Thanksgiving people. We're Christmas people. So we got big Christmas tree already up. We got that yes, stuff. Sir. We're, we're, looking, um, we're looking for some vests and uh, for, for our dog, little festive vests, all that. We're, we're into it. I'm here for it. That's dope. Oh, absolutely love it. Now, um, another thing that really won the hearts of us Xavier fans was your willingness to put the bear kittens in their place. Uh, what was the interaction <laughs> like with, you know, little bitch Cronin and uh, their fans? It's, I, I wish I could get it back, man. I wish I could get it back. Not the trash. I, I love that. I still love it. Even to this day, you know, I'm still throwing a little bit of heat every once in a while on Twitter, but Man, that game was so tough. We just didn't come prepared for that matchup zone. I wish I could get it back because uh, I was ready. I was ready for all the smoke. Yeah, but man, you played your ass off, man, and no, and nothing was. Think. There was nothing funnier than how much they hated you. The uh, second uh, you came uh, out on the floor, I mean, you see a big white guy with braids, like it's easy to hate, <laughs> and you just gotta buy. You gotta buy into it, and go all out. Like, you're gonna hate me. I'm good for it. Let's do it. But you, but you ate it, bro, and like you let it, you let it fuel you, bro. You were dope. You played your ass off, man. Nothing, nothing. You can hang your head about there. And I saw UC's barstool like post a picture of you um, after like our second game, and um, they're like, I, I, I can already tell I'm gonna hate this guy, and I'm like, that's a mistake, dude. <laughs> He's gonna wreck you after that. Yeah. Yeah. 
what's your mentality like going into somewhere hey, like that? You know what's crazy? Right after. Sorry, bro. No, okay. I'll, I'll tell you uh, right after. So obviously, I was a little bit disappointed with that game, but um, my first my first game as like a scrimmage in the Czech Republic, I went up against Yancey Gates. That's <laughs> No joke. Old Yancey Gates, you know. Yes, sir. Right, so I got to give it to somebody, but yeah. That's what's up. What was that environment? Have you have you been around an environment like that before? Or was that like the crazy environment you ever played in? Uh, you know, the one the one thing I can compare from my from my D two days, the only game that compares to, you know, the D one level or that kind of rivalry would would have been the national championship game for division two, where you know, yeah. we had the entire stadium packed. It was the uh the Milwaukee Bucks and G League team in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was their arena. You know, we had that pack, but that environment, you know, the hostility we had at Cincinnati, it was just, you can't even hear your own teammates 10 feet away. <laughs> it was tough. I mean, I, I love that. I love, there's nothing more that you can love than that. Yeah, you, you clearly fueled off of that, and that was awesome, and we love to see it. Um, okay, so favorite moment in a Xavier uniform. What do you think it is? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? My favorite moment in a Xavier uniform was 100% um, the the game in Madison Square Garden. I think it was quarterfinals Big East, Madison yeah. Square Garden. It's Creighton. I ended up having that tip in against uh, – it was against Creighton. You know, had a great game against Kremple, had a couple of good blocks against him. I think I had 21 and, and 11 maybe, something like that. And just just to have it – like, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy about stats. Stats don't mean as much to me as winning does. Right. But to have that moment where I can do something like that to get, you know, to push my team forward and do it in Madison Square Garden, unbelievable experience for me. I was – they interviewed me for TV after, and I was crying my walk back. <laughs> I was so happy that, you know, a guy who – I had one D2 scholarship out of high school for $3,000, basically yeah. walk on, you know, red shirt. And to make it to the Big East – you know, push myself from the Big East quarterfinals to the semifinals with a tip-in and a great game in Madison Square Garden. It, it just made my heart so full. I still look at those pictures, and I just – I feel it. That's so cool, man. And that's one thing that kind of just, like – that was probably the number one thing I was excited to talk to you about was just, like, your your basketball journey, man. Like, you start in Charlevoix, Michigan, a town of 2,500. You get super under-recruited, D2. You win National Player of the Year, win a championship, go to the Big East. Had a fantastic year at the Division One level in the Big East in a power conference. And then you get summer league looks, and then you're playing overseas. Like, what, what was that like, man, just like that constant progression um, of your basketball journey? You know, I think there just came a point in time, you know, when I was really young at Ferris where I just, you know, looked at myself and said I could do something with this. I could do some basketball. When I was in high school, I just wanted to get a scholarship ecstatic. Yeah. But once I saw that we could really do something as a team and I could do something in work, and just little by little, you know, there wasn't one big, huge jump in a year. There was just progression, 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 you know, and, and then being able to transfer and, and go big D1. I didn't feel like I belonged there, you know, but then you got to switch that mentality to I'm going to prove that I do, regardless of if anyone thinks that I, I do. And, you know, always D2 transfer and like, no, man, I'm here to play. And then now to look back at it all, to look back at all the way from my high school injury, all the way up to playing against somebody like Amari Stoudemire and the pros and. And, you know, still getting calls from my agent like, hey, you might have a summer league opportunity next year. You know, you might have another shot. You might have another shot. To even consider that stuff, man, it's it's like it breaks me down sometimes. It really makes me just grateful of my life and my journey because it's made me unique. It's made me have a story. It's given me testimonies to talk to people. And um, couldn't be more grateful for it. But, you know, you can look back, but you always got to look forward and, and, and then on that note to, to try to be better. I love that, bro.
And, uh, and your journey kind of um, opened up the door for a lot of other D2 transfers. Like we have a D2, tra- D2 transfer from this year. And you know, originally people would be like, he's a D2 guy. What, what, what can we expect? But then remember yeah. Hanky? Like remember how awesome he was in his year? Like really opened up a lot of positivity from those D2 guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, some people might say it's bad for the game in college basketball. Some people might say it's good. You know, we want more people. I think that, it's just they, they should come up with a little bit more pathways for, for guys to be able to move around and have a little bit more control over their own stories without losing the, the loyalty to the team that sometimes, you know, you need to have loyalty to the team you're at. But if you can advance, I think it's a great pathway to have. And, I mean, I love representing D2 guys. I love D2 guys that I know. You know, there was a guy I played against um, named Taryn Sullivan, and he went to Finley. Uh, it was a big D2 in, in Ohio. And, you know, he was playing on the G League for Sacramento for a year or two, and it's like I, I watch his story. It's great to see. There's a lot of great basketball players down there you just don't really hear about. So I love I love hearing that that can be an avenue for people. And when you were coming, when you were, it was time to make your decision, what about Xavier made like made that decision for you? You know, I didn't even visit the campus, man. I didn't visit the campus. I what happened is my I told my D two coach at the beginning of our national championship year. He said, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to talk to some coaches. We're not going to tell anybody else, though. And so it wasn't public. We went through that whole year, went 38 and 1, won a national championship player of the year. I think about halfway through the year, I was already talking to, I was kind of chatting here and there with some, some coaches and some teams that we had privately reached out. But the biggest thing that got me, man, I was, I was um, talking with Michigan State, which was a dream school for me. And yeah. uh, I was talking with Coach Steele when he got the job. And Coach Steele, you know, worked at, I mean I was his first recruit and he was going after me he was texting me all the time he was saying like you can I come when can I come visit you trying to figure out when to do that and I had Tom Izzo call me one time we talked on the phone I was super excited he said he'd call me back tomorrow he didn't you know I had mm. I believed in that coach I believed in coach Steele I believed that he wanted me to be there and I wanted to be somewhere where I was wanted and they could use me rather than be somebody's third option that they were just talking to and, and it was really just coach Steele man he's People don't really give enough credit for how great of a coach he is and just how great of a person he is. Talking about Coach Steele, what was it like playing for him? Like, what, what kind of mark did it leave to you leave on you as a coach? You know, it's it's always a struggle for an assistant coach to come into a head coaching spot. That's always a difficult thing to do because you got players that view as an assistant. Um, but for me, like looking at him, looking at his leadership, looking at his basketball mind, it, it really left the imprint of he had a mission and he was out there to prove himself. You know. And it kind of like, you know, it mimicked my story of, you know, coming from somewhere and then having to prove yourself, having to prove that you're supposed to be there. And I loved his drive, his tenacity, the way he talked to us, the way he understood the game and the coaches that he surrounded himself with. You know, you got some of the best coaches in the country right now. You know, Jonas Hayes was, was a godsend for me as a, as a post coach. So, I mean, he really, really impressed me. I'm going to go ahead and take credit. I've been saying he's a godsend for months, so I'm going to go ahead and gonna quote myself on that. You know, some people are so quick to write him off after one year. It's like, dude, he was an assistant coach inheriting a program with players that he, you know, he loves, but he didn't personally recruit them. you got to give him until he gets his all his guys, you know, that he's going after. Totally agree. And, too, he's under 40 and at a power yeah. level. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Right. Have you followed the program at all since you've left? Yeah, absolutely, man. I follow it as much as I can. I mean, I still chat with the guys a lot. I just had Don Terry's DM me, you know, 20 minutes before 
you guys are obviously not there anymore, but, um, you know, you make relationships with, with those guys so quickly and, um, and, you know, it's great to watch them and, and definitely, you know, watch them as Xavier and then watch them in their careers afterwards. So always got to cool. follow, try to catch them I can. It's tough when you're overseas, but, you know, you try to catch them. That's cool. Now, uh, one thing I've been wondering is um, who did your hair before games? <laughs> I had – I think I had like two people that that kind of whenever they were available would do it. Um, just some just some friends that I had met in the summer. I met through some of the guys, you know, and and just I would hit them up, and be like, hey, I need to come over, you know, after class, and you know, we got a game tomorrow, we're traveling, and then we got a game in two days. I need I need the hair because <laughs> I would not I would not leave it in that long, you know. I would leave it in sometimes, but then I have to wear the do-rag and then go to class like that and it's like hurts your head so I was <laughs> I tried to get them redone as much as I could because I wanted them to look fresh and clean but they were tight <laughs> do you have extra juice in the cornrow games that actually oh yeah absolutely when you when you just know you look like an absolute maniac like idiot <laughs> You just got that – you don't care, you know. If right. I'm looking clean and fresh, I'm out there thinking, like, man, if I miss this shot, like, I'm just the I'm just the dude who's out here with a clean cut breaking shots. But if you're looking like a maniac, you're like, these people already hate me. I don't care. Or you're looking at Xavier, and you're like, yeah, these guys like it. Let's go. <laughs> so, it definitely gives you that little bit of extra – you just don't care, and you're just going hard. And that's, and that's such a great mentality to have. It was, you know, people can say whatever they want about it. If it's stupid, if it's cultural appropriation, I say it's a hairstyle that helped me get in the mentality to just go all out. And, you know, I, I needed it sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. It clearly worked. I mean, you were up in the top three in Big East field goal percentage. So, yeah. the, the whole I need to make this shot really worked. Yeah, yeah. I need to It's got to happen, you know. I think it was just part of your personality too, man. You really struck me as a guy that was just kind of like – a free spirit. You embraced the moment. You were just kind of there. To, like, I, I just loved your energy, man. Like, you, you had a great energy about you on campus, man. I thought that just kind of spoke to that energy you had. appreciate it. It's just, you know, playing basketball is just fun. You know, it's just a game that I, that I love doing and, and the energy you get from just having fun. Like, you can see when fans enjoy what you're doing. And that's when you enjoy what you're doing. They enjoy watching. And it's such a, a, a thing I'm passionate about. And I love feeling and, and I love getting to. It was infectious, man. I got a – this is a random question that just popped in my head. Have you ever spoken to J.P. Makira? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've spoken to him a couple – I've never – you know, I only met him in person one time. Because one time he came to campus, it was like in the summer. You know, he's going back there to, to meet and hang out or play with some of the guys that he played with in the past, and I'm the new guy. But, um, you know, we DM sometimes. We talk – you know, he was talking to me. I think he talked to me a little bit and just asked me a few questions about playing overseas, you know, cause he was trying to make the decision between G league and overseas and know what it's like. And, you know, you don't really, one, one great thing about being a part of a good basketball program with good guys in it is you don't really have to know them to know that you can count on them. You know, if I needed something yeah. from him, I would, I wouldn't feel weird about texting him saying like, Hey G, JP, it's, it's Zach Hankins from Xavier. Like, can I ask you a question? And I guarantee you, you know, he'd be happy to answer just like I'd be happy to answer anybody else, you know? Yeah, bro, it's a fraternity. That's what's up. Absolutely. Man, I would love to see you two play together in TVT together. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. I've heard, I've heard some rumors about next summer, you know, if there's something going on, there might be something going on. You might, you might be receiving a recruiting pitch. Uh, <laughs> Hankins, bro, what is when you, like, 
when you go into like playing or whatever, your mindset, or you look back to your basketball career, what do you want to be known for as far as what you brought to the table and what kind of player you were? You know, I had a lot of mentality training and, and, and teamwork training back in, at D2. That was one thing Coach Andy Brock really instilled in us is that the main thing is that, you know, nobody's going to remember that one game. Nobody's going to remember that one shot. Maybe, maybe you know, if it's the greatest shot, you know, ever, they might remember a few of them. But what they're going to remember most is the kind of person you were, the kind of teammate you were, the kind of energy you brought. And that's what I model what I do about. I don't, you know, if I have – seven and five I'm, but I had great energy and I pushed our team a little bit like that's that's more important than having 20 and 10 and then losing the game losing sucks you know and, and if I can just bring energy and be that guy that you can count on to do be consistent like that's that's what I want to be known for I want to be the consistent guy who had great energy every single day and we, we definitely know you as a guy that, like, brought the emotion, really sparked the energy <laughs> in the team. And, yeah. I mean, you worked your way from, you know, um, not, not starting at, fir- at first to being a guy that we need to have on the floor. You really inserted yourself into the starting lineup to the point where Steele completely changed the offense and went to two bigs. Yeah. So, uh, like, that, that's one thing that I've always remembered you for. Well, I appreciate that. I have one more basketball question for you. Like, I really feel like you guys had it rolling, like, towards the end of the year. I don't know if you felt that momentum as well. Literally, Jay Wright, the, the coach who won the championship the year prior, was like, we could not guard that guy. Like, that, I remember that pick-and-roll offense for you two. I remember you and Najee, you and Q around that pick-and-roll offense was just unstoppable. Did you feel that momentum coming on as the season went on? Yeah, you know, it, it was such a rough start. And having, you know, three guys come in who, who didn't, you know, had to learn the system, had to learn the personalities of everybody else, having guys step up in the major roles they hadn't had. You know, they used to always have somebody they could count on. And we had to figure out who we could always count on and who, who could do what. And it was just a rough start and, and you feeling, you know, I was getting unbelievable DMs from people that I'd never heard people use certain kind of language with me. And, and I got random DMs from people after they bet on the games and we lost in Hawaii. And like, you know, it's just, it was a lot of pressure, but Steele did a great job of kind of grounding us and, and grinding through. And then at halfway through the season, we figure it out and we start going on runs and feeling it and feeling each other out. And it was really special. And, you know, there's, that team could have done so well and we had the opportunity to and I don't like you can say as much as you want about like oh you were playing in the game of course you're biased there's a referee that called a charge mm-hmm. after Najee Marshall was in the air yep. and Colin Gillespie moves and yep. I don't care like that's just it's so painful to know yeah. that but I've watched film there were three other mistakes just before that or just after that in overtime that you know, we could have handled and, and there was always a chance to win. And, you know, the first shot of the game could have been the one that would have won it. So, you know, you just kind of learn from it and you move on, but man. I know it's, it stings. I mean, yeah, we've seen that play a million times too. But like you said, one play doesn't make a game, but it felt, it felt brutal. But, um, and it just kind of felt like you guys ran out of season because that, that team was rolling. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you guys played your asses off, especially you individually and, and you as a team as well. And I don't think anything to hang your head about there. But moving on from basketball, because I'm sure you get basketball questions all the time, what's, like, the number one thing that you're excited about in life right now outside of basketball? And how have you been, been managing everything with, you know, the world of COVID? Yeah, I mean, you know, we all, we all have to go through some struggles with, with COVID. A lot of people weigh more than me, and I'm, I'm very thankful for what I have and, and where I am. Um, but what I'm just excited about, man, like it was tough to lose that contract for this year, but, uh, my wife, Ashley and I have had just such an unbelievable time 
spending time together and, and figuring life out and training our puppy and setting up Christmas decorations. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it was really one of the small things that have really made it for us um, and have been so fulfilling and, and great. So obviously, I mean, I'm still in recovery right now and I'm, I get super hyped every time I go to, to re my life right now. That's dope, bro. I bet it might be a welcome change of pace. Andy, you got anything else for Hanky before we get to the, uh, the gauntlet here? Oh, man. <laughs> It'll be easy, bro. <laughs> Not really. My biggest question is, are you ready? I'm ready, man. All right. All right, game day fire. mindset. <laughs> you you right. need to text the hair real quick, get the cornrows going? Yeah, no, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm growing out the flow, if you can see it right now. I'm you're, rocking the the, yeah. you're rocking the quarantine, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I've got everything. <laughs> That's why we got the hats on, bro, because you don't want to see what's underneath. Oh, <laughs> it's disastrous up here. Yeah. It's, bad, it's a bad look. All right, let's get it. Game day mindset. Let's go. All right, add a movie, candy or popcorn? Candy. But that's a bucket. Favorite Christmas song? <sighs> Jingle Ball Rock. <laughs> I don't even know. I just threw out a Christmas song. <laughs> hey, I love it. Gun to your head, bro. I love it. Favorite social media platform? Uh, Twitter. Favorite on-court accessory? Favorite on-court accessory? Yes, sir. Oh, easy headband. Come on. That's a, that's a W. <laughs> who's winning the Bachelorette? Who's winning, the, babe, who's winning the Bachelorette? Yeah, who you got? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Come on. Oh, we're going to watch it tonight. I can't remember. It was like last episode. Dude was like awesome, super open, loved it. You're going to be in trouble with Ashley. All right. <laughs> uh, favorite game day hairstyle? Probably an easy one. One row is easy, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a W. What's your top go-to meme or gift? Just top. Oh, that's a big W. Favorite go- what's your go-to meme or gift? Go-to meme or gift? Man, I don't really use memes and gifts like that. Oh, it's a, it, there's a dog that's like, like frowning like that. It's an old one. <laughs> I love it. Who's your favorite current music artist? Current music artist? Uh, Luke Holmes. Okay. Win. Favorite NBA player? LeBron James. Easy. He's the GOAT. Best ever. Don't even talk to me about it. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Can confirm. Favorite, fla- favorite favorite ice cream? Chocolate. Super lame. Hey, I'm with it. <laughs> Blocking someone or dunking on someone? Dunking on someone. Yes, sir. Yeah. Favorite TV show? The Ranch. Have you guys seen The Ranch on Netflix? Yes, dude. That's you yeah. can watch twenty episodes like it's nothing on that show. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> I love it. That show's so easy to watch. All right, what's Hanky's drink of choice? It can be adult or not. Adult or not. Uh, my adult. I'm gonna go ahead and say vodka Red Bull. That's, I know it's lame. I know it's lame, but man, it gets <laughs> nothing you wrong kid. with that. I'm not that guy that judges your alcoholic choices. That's on you. <laughs> if you if you like it, it gets you drunk. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Stuffing. Okay, nice. Who's winning one on one? You're Ash. Me. She said me. <laughs> I'm not going to go now. Might need video proof. All hey, right, hey, we're doing a three point contest. I done lose. I lose so bad. <laughs> I, th- I think we need. I think we need this to happen. Uh, favorite thing to do in Charlevoix? Boating or horseback riding. Either one. I love it. Favorite personality of Xavier non-player? Favorite personality of a Xavier non-player? Yes, could be a coach, an announcer. Oh, oh my gosh. Hayes, dude, unbelievable. (laughs) He seems seems so funny. He's hilarious, man. So much energy. Best guy ever. He's dope. Uh, Favorite, okay, uh, sorry, Beach or Mountains? Beach. 
Okay. That's upset. an upset. Favorite food overseas? They had these pastries that are like cream puffs. Unbelievable. In Czech Republic. Unbelievable. Have you ever been in a mushroom house? No. Are you talking about the ones in Charlevoix? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I've, I mean, I've driven past them a hundred times. Really cool. I can never went in one. I'm kind of surprised by that. What's your favorite breakfast food? A lot of food Bacon. questions. Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, that, that's good, a good man. Right Are you down for fleets or no? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know a few hours ago. It's like Twitter has like stories now. It's weird. They're called it's, fleets? Twitter yeah, they're called fleets. They need to get their own stuff. I know. I thought it was dumb, too. I'm not really with it. All right. Last question. Favorite supervillain of all time? And is it you at fifth third? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if I could choose me, I'm choosing me. But, man, you just got to go Thanos. That, that Infinity War, man, they made him such a great hero, a villain, such a great villain. Oh, my God. Although, if you count Deadpool, Deadpool is kind of like an anti-hero. Deadpool. Oh, I, I love Deadpool. So good. Fourth Walls, what's up? Hankins, bro. We really, really appreciate your time. It was awesome. Always a pleasure talking to you, and we wish you the best luck with recovery. Hey, thanks so much, man. I love I love watching you guys on Twitter. It's hilarious. Thanks for including me in this. <laughs> we try to keep it fun. Hey, we'll circle back for TBT. All right. We'll see you later. Oh, and hey, we got to deal with the puppy. <laughs> and the wifey. Right. Oh, he's cute, yeah. bro. Hey, thanks, man. Hope you have a good one. Andy, Hanky, McSpanky. What do you think? Well, let me tell you, he left me satisfied and smiling. Every single time. Didn't go all day long? That was one of those rare interviews. I can't lie to you, Andy. I mean, going into that night, we were both tired. We were both, like, dragging a little bit, especially me. But that was one of those interviews where you leave and you're just pumped up, dude. He just got great energy, just a great dude to talk to. Like, I was stoked after talking to him. It was just really freaking cool to get an update on Hanky. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's one that we've always loved from the beginning – we it, it sucks seeing his career at this end. It like we just love watching him play basketball. And honestly, ever since I saw him, I was like, I just want to have a conversation with this guy, just to see what he's like. And he delivered. He was exactly what I expected. He's just a chill dude, fun to talk to, great personality. I mean, he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, just a honestly like an interviewer's dream. Like he was awesome, man. Great interview. And then, I mean, honestly, he gave us. He was really candid too, and gave us information that I wasn't even going to to try to get. Uh, which which was was cool. I mean, I feel really bad because that's an off situation. Honestly, the worst case scenario almost. Um, but just kind of cool that he's that candid, you know. Yeah. And he's that positive about it. Like he's ha- right. he has a great outlook on the entire thing, everything that happened the past year because it's it's been a wild year, and he's looking at it as a blessing as in the fact that I mean it gave him time to uh, bond right. with his wife. It got his marriage off on the on the right foot. For sure, and I'd imagine playing basketball overseas is a tough time to enter a marriage, you know, and going going through a brand new thing. And yeah, you're right. He, his outlook is awesome. He's just got a really cool story. I, I think it's really cool in sports, you know, people that didn't have a conventional route, you know, like the people that weren't, you know, top fifty prospects and spoiled by the process, and you know, just had smoke blowing up their butt their whole lives. I mean, that dude. He's worked for everything. <laughs> he has. He's had to. I mean, he was, he played D two. He went to a tiny high school. Was super under recruited. Had no D one offers. Like, I, I think that's a really cool story. I think that, that definitely shows in his mindset that, I mean, he was just a normal dude, you know? Um, and I think it just shows. And, and getting NBA looks coming from all that, I think, is, is pretty incredible and uh, just super fun. And we got to have him on <laughs> as soon as we can. I mean, that was awesome. And I, I, he's, honest, he's just one that I just love talking to. I want to have him on as much as possible. 
No question. We need to do a little two-on-two. Andy and Cap versus Zach and J.P. Makira. All right. Skins versus pants. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> so, Andy, the NBA draft was last night. It was? It was. You got to watch your, your one pick. <laughs> my, my number one pick. Yes. <laughs> per usual, you got your five minutes of draft coverage for the Timberwolves, and then you got to go to bed. Uh, Andy, so they took Anthony Edwards. Anthony, as we expected, those three went off the board first. It was Anthony Edwards – then our boy from Memphis, forget his name off the top of my head, I'm James drunk. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. <laughs> and then the mellow ball went three to the Hornets, Andy. Um, staying on brand, per usual. <laughs> They're professionals. Uh, but, Andy, to me, not as entertaining as the NFL draft. You didn't have any C.D. Lamb getting his phone ripped, you know, ripping his phone out of his girlfriend's hands or anything like that. Um, but quite a, quite a good little bit of content there. I thought so. Uh, I thought Obi Toppin to the Knicks was awesome. I thought, you know, just the thought of – uh, LeVar Ball coming into a Hornets practice and, you know, Jordan being like, okay, let's fucking go. You know? <laughs> I'm the alpha here. Exactly. Like, we finally get to prove this shit and beat them 50 to nothing. Like, I-, I thought it was entertaining. And it was just cool, again, Andy, like, COVID's made me take nothing for granted. And I kind of felt similar to the way I felt during the NFL draft where it was like, finally, we have something to talk about. You know, like, finally, there's one event going on at the same time that, that feels normal, you know, and I know we've had NFL, we have sports and stuff like that. But last night I was just kind of like, this is just kind of cool that we even have this, you know? Yeah, like, cause we didn't really, we didn't expect it. We don't know what's going It was at a weird time of the year. Cause typically we were talking about this five months ago. Nothing and... is promised in the modern world, man. So I was just sitting last night, like just watching all these, like just funny tweets and just having a great time. And, and the energy is really cool. I just love those events, Andy, where all the sports Twitter is honed into one thing. I just think that's really fun and really cool. Um, I just and love you say something that, and you know that everybody knows what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, everyone about. on your whole timeline is watching the exact same thing, and you know that. It's really cool. And then all the memes are about it, all the jokes are about it. It's funny. And I was just like, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like, this could – there's a very real chance that we could not have gotten this. You know what I mean? So, um, just thankful for that, honestly. You know, it was just fun, and it was a cool event, and, and it was really cool watching you go over 60 on your sources. <laughs> <laughs> And my source had a great night. Man, tough night to be Andy's sources. Like, um, I I decided at the tenth pick that I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing this, and then Andy went uh, 0 for 50 last night on (laughs) Najee Marshall going in the draft. If you ever think you're bad at your job, just look at Andy's sources. Guarantee you they're worse. If you're ever having a bad day, just there's someone worse. I promise. I just love that my uh, like. If you take out like, the common denominators in all my tweets, my tweets just become a list of NBA teams and a, and a number counting. It was wild, man. It was very wild. It was funny because it was funny when you were, like, 15 deep, and then, like, there would just be one that got a bunch of comments and shit, like the 27th one. I'm like, he's done this, like, 17 times. Yeah, right. Like, and now we're going to start talking about it. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Not on time 10, not on time 11, not 15. 17th time. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, dude, that was – it was just funny shit like that, dude, that just made it a good night. Yeah, like, on my second one, on the on the 11th pick, you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm like, dude, you I have know. no idea what's coming to you. <laughs> right, I'm going to get going started. On. <laughs> I, it's funny. I went to bed after, like, pretty much the first round. I think I might have watched two of the second-round picks, turned on Family Guy, and pretty much just zonked out. Uh, but that was so funny, waking up and seeing all the way <laughs> to the very end. Andy, <laughs> my man. Every man has to have a code, Andy. I, once once I got to about forty, I was like getting tired. Like, okay, maybe I I stop, but but you stay true to yourself, man. I, I, love I have to keep going because you know 
if he gets picked 58th, like, I have to have that one. You're saying the president for all the young kids out there that want to run stupid-ass Twitter accounts and have nothing better to do at the age of 26 than tweet every single draft pick that their player is going to get drafted. You did it for every little kid out there that wants to be the next Andy Piccarillo, and for that, I'm proud of you. You know what, like – for, for all the kids that have dreams and aspirations <laughs> to be a 26-year-old guy with dump trucks on his wall, I, <laughs> I'm here for it's you. It's a sought-after position, bro. It's a sought-after position. any advice on how to get here, you know, just, you know, have a pandemic, take away your job and your apartment, and move back in with your parents, and live it's in your bigger childhood than you. better. <laughs> it's bigger than you, Andy, and you know that. You put the work in every single day. And I just want to thank you th- God for you thank God giving for me this us, opportunity. And right. I, I wouldn't be here without him. Was it just me, or was the NBA draft overly sappy? There was a lot of emotion. I don't remember that much emotion. Of course, I don't watch the NBA draft all that often because I typically just watch the Timberwolves pick, which happened. the draft starts at 8, so they pick by, like, 8-16. So, right. Um, it, it's wild to me, too. Like, I, I thought it was funny as fuck when uh, Mo Bamba tweeted it. <laughs> and Cole Anthony's like, hey, when you stop crying, I'll come pick you up. Let's get to work. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know you're getting drafted. Like, Cole Anthony, like, like all the these moments guys, like, sinking in, like it. I guess, but it's just funny, like too, like I'm not trying to shit on Cole Anthony or anything, but it's like you're Greg Anthony's kid. You've been a millionaire your entire life, an amazing athlete. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is what it is. Like, I guess have your moment and cry about it. I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just wild to me, like professional athletes like that. Like, when would we ever have any kind of moment close? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just funny, man. It's just funny stuff, dude. Like watching dudes cry. I don't know. It's weird. Really weird. I, I get it. Uh, I, I get that. Like, um, it's weird to think we've never been in that position. Um, but then, I get it a lot more with Ob Toppin. Like he had one incredible ascension. But it's like Cole Anthony, bro. You're like the number one recruit. You're like a top five recruit coming out of high school. Like you knew you were going to the draft. You knew you were going to the yeah. League. Like you know you were going to go into the league, and it's like worst case, you're Greg Anthony's kid anyway. You're going to be a millionaire for the rest of your life, regardless. Like. I don't know. <laughs> and that's what it is, I guess. <laughs> just it's just a, it's just funny like watching this like as a guy who was an enlisted navy, like kicked out of his house, like I've been a homeless person. Like, you know what I mean? Like watching this dude cry over being a more of a millionaire. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's let's cry. I don't know. It's just funny. T- I mean, he's still a kid though. I mean, half these kids getting drafted. I don't know. End right here. Let's move on. Andy, the Tulsane Bowl. Yearly Tulsane Bowl. Inter-squad scrimmage, the Golden Hurricanes, the Green Waves, the Green Hurricane Golden Waves are getting after it. I I saw that, and I just immediately jumped for joy. I had to tell my parents, like, guess what we get to watch tonight? We get to watch right. an inter-squad scrimmage. And first they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why is that special? Like, you saw one last weekend. And then I got to tell them it was Tulsane versus Tulsane. And I think we're recording it. I know. Putting it on TV. Andy, if only they would do the same thing with Xavier. Just quite I, I just don't get it. Why is Tulsane football allowed to put their inter-squad scrimmage on ESPN, but Xavier couldn't have it from Andy Pick 17? I know. I, t- I was saying this today, man. Everything was going great until they canceled the freaking scrimmage. Until they canceled the stream, Andy. Everything was going great. And we were on an upward trajectory. <laughs> but like, so it's, it's just bad timing for Xavier because, you know, like they're, they're basically getting shown up by a team in Wascom, Texas. Yeah, it's not a good look. 
Like, so not Tulsaine in Wascom, Texas, apparently cares about their fans enough to not even get it on ESPN Plus like the rest of the conference. They have it on ESPN on a Thursday night. Who are you taking, Andy? Tulsaine or Tulsaine? I'm, ta- I'm taking Tulsaine. Um, it's, okay. I'm ta- I think I'm taking – I placed a bet. I'm taking Tulsaine minus five and a half. Smart man. So, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a – I'm a gambling gambling degenerate. I am just a businessman, so I, I got to make my money because, you know, broken anchor doesn't pay us enough. I'm taking the over on 6.9, Andy. Are, are you? I don't know. It's, I am. It's kind of weird with the action. So um, <laughs> Yeah, no, max and greater than sign action all day. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there are many points just because it's going to be – like it, it's it's already so sloppy – it is like, – it's the American Athletic Conference. We know that. We know that going in. So, we know we'll see. not to expect quality football. And then, again, it's an inter-squad scrimmage. So, you're going to see mistakes. No question. Yeah, they know each other very, very well. I, I don't know, man. Hur- hurricanes and waves, dude. It's, it's a tough call. Hur- yeah, no matter it's, what it's fucking tough. color they are. It's tough. I know. Andy, the last little bit of news we have to talk about in sports is just that it doesn't look good for college basketball right now. No, I mean, not there's good. a reason I'm hiding. People yeah, as you should be. Me. Are you in the bunker? But I am in my bunker with the dump truck. Bunker. <laughs> Andy, it doesn't look good. Creighton, Seton Hall, UConn, looks like they're good to go now. But, Andy, DePaul has canceled its first three games. Corona's pretty much gotten half of the Big East. It's um, So, UConn shut down, Seton Hall shut down for a little bit. Um, and now we have Creighton and DePaul, two of our most beloved teams. We don't really care about the other two, but these two are heartbreaking, especially being six days away from the college basketball season. It just felt like we were so close, and now we are – it might get taken away. I still think we're going to make it and get games. I don't know to what I, – I, I, I'm not – the sky is not falling, Andy. This is jokingly freaking out. Um, but it's not a good sign either that things are just in, in honestly the state of the world right now, the state of more, more America, the state of America right now is that it's really, you know, getting a lot worse very quickly. Um, but it, it is seeming to spread to basketball circles a lot too right now. So just not a good sign. I don't think that like the sky is falling in, in college basketball, but it's not a good sign. No, like, I, I still think we're going to get a um, basketball season. I think we have to get a basketball season for the sake of college basketball. Um, from a business standpoint, we have to get that, like they have to get that revenue, revenue. So they, I'm sorry, I'm a little drunk. Um, they have to get that revenue. (laughs) You and me both, dude. It's been a struggle. (laughs) I've never focused so hard on enunciating in my entire life. (laughs) Pronunciating. How many deep are you? Um, about (laughs) six. Yeah, I'm about to say about (laughs) five (laughs) thirty. We're both below the 6.9 line, though, so we should be doing that. Okay. So we need to hit the over. Race to 69, yeah, 100%. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> On brand. I'm sorry, Hankins, I let you down. God damn it. Dude, it's time uh, to start jackassery. We've covered everything. And yeah, all right, yeah, we're getting to right, so they have to for the let's revenue. Get, let's, let's crack let's the beers open. Let's get over the 6.9 Let's fucking go. <laughs> Insert beer it. pouring sound here. Get a little <sighs> crack open. Oh. <laughs> I love it. And Goodbye, God church. Hello, Danis. Okay, and if this day couldn't get any worse, I'm getting torched on Twitter right now. Good. 
About what? Yeah, your own fucking girlfriend. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like that sometimes, man. And she's literally just trying to make me kill myself today. I think that's a cause we can all get behind. <laughs> Andy, should we, should, we, should we kick off the weekend, my dude? Let's go ahead and do it. Before we do this, can I apologize to Cole Anthony? I didn't mean to shit on your moment. That wasn't cool. Just because my life sucks, I didn't mean to shit on Cole Anthony. I just wanted to, I was going to say later, can we fucking cut that out? But I fucking said it. But I just wanted to, I just want to apologize to Obi Toppin and Cole Anthony. I didn't mean to shit on your moment. I just, you know, it'd be cool if I was 6'7 and making the NBA. But I'm not. But that's cool for you. And I'm glad you're happy. And the best to Cole Anthony and Obi Toppin. And there I was feel bad about Captain Xavier. Inheriting the keys to the next kingdom, oof. Hate to see that, dude. That's tough. And, I mean, it's it's a lot of pressure, but it's home. It's his hometown. I I am happy for him that he finally gets to play a game in the Garden. He would have if he if if his team qualified for the Big East, but they're not good enough. Um, so, but he finally gets to play in his hometown, play at the Garden in the Mecca. So Obi's tough not to root for. Right Obi's tough not to root for. I'm rooting for him. I wanted him on the Timberwolves. The, when, I started, stand. when I um when he started like falling a little bit, I'm like, is he gonna fall to 17? So Obi dropping. Uh, Obi was dropping, and I'm like, why? So let fall yeah, to 17. Eight, I thought him at eight was a steal. Up. What was your biggest steal of the draft before we get to the jackass shit? Honestly, outside of Obi topping, I'm gonna say my biggest steal. I might say Peyton Pritchard at 26. Yeah, that was that was super late. I thought it was Halliburton to 12. I, I just thought that he okay, was yeah, a that, that's, really, that's really really good, good point guard. Um, but it was it was a, it was fun, man. Like, dude, the four and five was kind of wild. But anyway, let's get the jackass shit. Dude. We don't have the fucking the brain to fucking yeah. actually talk about sports. Yeah, we're <laughs> we already cracked up in the beers. Fuck that. So. Let's go. Let's talk about hair. This is more. <laughs> Fuck sports. Let's go out. Let's go with hair. Now we're talking. All right, right. Jackass starts now, Andy. We're in hair mode. All right, so Andy, our new format for Jackass Hour is a top five and then an honorable mention, dishonorable mention from the both of us. So before we get into our top fives, Andy, you want to give us your honorable and dishonorable mentions? All right, so my honorable mention, I personally put this in my top five, um, but I was disagreed with. I'm going Pantelis. That is, it's just the hairstyle is just Pantelis. There's not even a style. It's just the Pantelis. It doesn't, that's the only name it has. It's just Pantelis. You know what I'm talking about? Like you can picture it flopping around, poofing. Picture it flopping around, Andy Pitt. <laughs> My man. Please tweet that. <laughs> you can picture it flopping around, Andy Pitt. That's like when Bruce Pearl said character counts last night. <laughs> Where the fuck was – hey, if you're listening to this, I want to hear where you think Bruce Pearl was last night. That shit was so fucking funny. Bruce fucking Pearl. Character he was the Death Star, man. Oh, my goodness gracious, that fucking guy. I would love to, I would love to know. I, I need his FBI agent to hit me up. I really want to know where the fuck that was. That was so fucking funny. Probably a place that I need to be once basketball gets canceled. I guarantee you it was the the hotel of a sh- or like the fucking parking lot of a shitty motel. He was hooking <laughs> up with some random broad. Like uh, name Gretchen. Yes, dude. He was just leaving a fucking orgy. Let's call it what it is. I guarantee it. He was leaving. He was in the motel six parking lot, bro. My I man, dude. You dirty dog. <laughs> All, All right, right. your mentions. My my. You a dishonor. My dishonorable mention was outside of me. Um, 
for you. Dishonorable dude. mention. Yes, is... your your haircut needs to be a dishonorable mention. <laughs> I fucked up by not putting it in there. That's a huge miss by Captain Xavier, Major L, Eaton L. Massive Street. miss. Um, but what was also missed was Kelly Olenek's barber because that hair is awful. He is such an ugly dude, and it, yeah, I hope he I hope he somehow hears this. He is so ugly. His stupid little patch of beard that he doesn't seem to want to shave and then his hair goes down to his ass like fucking hell that that's just that's just awful that look left in the 70s <laughs> tough look he's got that stupid little thin ass headband that he wore in college i i hated him when he was like at gonzaga yeah yeah God, i know I chose, like this is the guy like adam morrison looked better not a fan <laughs> morrison that was that was out of hair that was a head of hair in the Dirty Sanchez, bro. Whew. That was a head of hair. All right, Andy. I got two. I, I cheated, per usual, because this is our podcast. We do whatever we want. I have two honorable mentions, Andy. My first honorable mention is young Larry Bird. He just had, like, the mop that was just, like, natural, man. Like, I just – I love that picture of, like, him and his, him and his fucking pickup truck, and he just got his head out the window, like cheesing with the fucking mop. And just like, imagine rolling up to Indiana and getting thirty pieced by this guy. <laughs> like, bro, like I just, I love young Larry Bird, bro. He just has like the classic Indiana mop, like, like the fucking like Amish mop. Like his Amish mop is on point. My second honorable mention, Andy, is not current Kevin Love, but UCLA trailer trash Kevin Love with the buzz cut and like it, it's like you ever remember those like tweets that were like the trailer trash starter pack it's like that little like shitty thin beard and then like the fucking <laughs> like the fucking shitty buzz cut like dude Kevin Love has had the glow up of all glow ups in terms of hair and looks without question and he had the baggy ass jersey <laughs> he was a big dude he had like those like fat kid calves he had the shitty like the shitty thin beard yeah he dude he glowed up he glowed up, bro. Yeah, the super baggy shit. Yeah, Kevin Love, glow up of the year. So those are my two honorable mentions. But I did like that look for Kev, bro. <laughs> my dishonorable mentions, Kev. I called you Kev. I, we're drunk. My dishonorable mentions here, Andy. I got three of them. Number one, modern day Cam Newton. What are we doing? He looks like a he looks like a kid's like art project on his hair. It's that you're just trying to like glue all these pieces together and it's just all fucking cattywampus and shit. Is mom yeah. gonna put it on the fridge? I think she, I think she would. Yeah, she'll hang it up in the fucking. It's one of those things that she'll like not hang up on like the windowsill, but she'll hang it up like somewhere else. Be like, I'm so proud of you, but not one to show it off, kind of deal. Also, Andy, this isn't necessarily a shout to this guy in particular, but this kind of hairstyle. Like, I don't understand the super bright blonde look with dark roots. And I'm thinking OBJ. My number one guy. I'm shout out here is that new UC player. He's a freshman this year. Mike Saunders. Just a tough look, dude. Like, I just don't think it's a good look at all. Um, but my most dishonorable mention of all dishonorable mentions is Matt Harms. If you have a hairstyle oh you God. need, if you have a hairstyle you need to be <laughs> upkeeping every five seconds, you need to change it. Shave that shit off. Oh shit. As much as I as much as I don't like Brad Davidson, like I respect the buzz cut, you know? At least he doesn't fucking edit his fucking hair every five seconds. The worst. And one of my favorite gifts of all time is Carson Edwards telling him to chill the fuck out. <laughs> he puts the hair back and Carson's just like, bro, chill. <laughs> just let it be, dude. It's not going anywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, bro. That was a tough look, dude. Hard to watch Purdue in the NCAA tournament that year. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I wanted to punch him in the face. All right, Andy. We've done our honorable and dishonorable mentions. On to the top five. I'm going to kick it off here. Andy, you know you've gone full goat when you just shave it all off. Dwayne Johnson, Michael Jordan. We're waiting for it from LeBron James. Shit, even Kevin Durant's going bald. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of him him recently. Bobby Regan, Joey Votto. Full goat mode. What's better than hair, Andy? No hair. Naked mole rat, Rufus. Can't beat it. Best in the game. Andy, I just respect a man that knows when it's time. Nothing worse than a guy just trying to keep it going. Honestly, I'm talking to LeBron. Yeah, just fucking call it, dude. It's over. Don't fight nature. It is what it is. Call it quits, man. When it's time, it's time. Let it go. Like, because I'm, look, I'm looking at LeBron James and Shaka Smart. Like, <laughs> you just, when you go bald, you are bald. That is it. You are done. Like, you, you got to own it at that point. There's, there's no point in forcing what's not there. It's like mm-hmm. a dead relationship where you just keep fighting and uh, trying to make it work, but it's just not going to. You're done. Shave you and your off. co-host just can't work it out and it just is what it is. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Who's number four, Bresky? <laughs> number four, I mean, this one's more of a specific person, um, but just Dennis Rodman. The you know you never know what the fuck you're gonna get. One of the best pictures of all time is just that smiley face in the back of his head. Oh my god, yeah. He was the best, dude. <laughs> I love I love Dennis Rodman. He was one of my favorite just one of my favorite characters of anything. The red polka dots, the all blonde look. The 33 See, that, that's Scotty where the Hibben all blonde works. That's all, the all blonde works for Dennis Rodman. But, like, you have to have it all blonde. Man. I don't want the – like, the dark roots with, like, the long – it doesn't work for me. But the all, the all blonde Dennis Rodman look, 100%. Good to go. Oh, the all red, good to go. All love forward. it. When he had the bowl in the back of the head, love it. Here for it. Artwork. All right, Andy. All right, Dennis Rodman, the GOAT, did whatever the fuck you want. Let's go to Vegas about it. Number three, Andy, the Gardner Minshew mullet mustache combo. Nothing says unit like a mullet with a mustache. <laughs> and, but disclosure, you have to be able to pull it off. I don't want to see. Not everyone any, can do it. I don't want to see Tyler Eifert out there with this mullet and mustache. He, I, he needed to cut that mullet <laughs> yesterday. Um, I don't want him. But Gardner Minshew, he's got the attitude. He's got the swagger. He's just like, I'm here to fucking party. And another good mustache, it. Giovanni Bernard. That's, That's a, a great good mustache. mustache. That is a fantastic mustache. Ooh, great mustache, Ron Jostein. Ron Jostein's got a fantastic mustache. One of the Believe. best in the game. Good, good eyebrow game too. Big oh yeah, game. Andy, who we got? It. Who we got number two, bro? All right, number two. I mean, it's just the classic, the the afro with the headband. Uh, we're talking Ben mm. Wallace, coffee Timeless. black. They're just like, it's so just smooth. a power move. If you ever played NBA Street Stretch, just had that, just like just flows in the wind. It's like just very suave and majestic. You know the way it moves. Big afro guy, Andy. Big Afro guy. Yeah, Ben Wallace back in the day with the headband underneath it. That was just mm, – can't beat that, man. It's timeless. It was just that so is intimidating. A, you knew you were getting swatted once you saw that Afro. And it made him look seven think, inches taller. Yeah, people didn't, didn't know that Ben Wallace was like six foot six until like 2012. <laughs> I don't tell us Ben Wallace like 6'10". No, he's like 6'5", dude. <laughs> he's an undersized center but his Damn hair right. the rim. I know. Dude, he was so tough, dude. And then Andy – 
the king of the the king of kings when it comes to hair, the undistinguished goat. That is not Zach a word. Hankins. The unquestioned goat. Well, yes, honestly, in part, but no one did it better than Allen Iverson with the cornrows. Like, well, once no one once he won cornrows, look like that's when that's when AI was like, "I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm no here question. to fucking take your ankles. Don't fuck with me. It's going down." Him and him and the cornrows was something else, bro. And like. He didn't have them until I think his second year, third year, when he started really going into goat mode. And then he shaved them. Like he shaved his cornrows, like when he was coming out of goat mode. You know, so it was when AI had the cornrows, you knew it was on. Any highlights where AI has cornrows? Mm, something else, dude. You're, that you're dude was something. You, that dude was something else, bro. That was just an iconic look, man. He was, like we've talked about before, as iconic, as influential a player we've ever seen in sports, especially basketball. Oh, yeah. Like, the level of Steph Curry, Michael Jordan. He's the reason I invented the, the sleeve. I, yep, he was the reason all those dress code things went into play. I mean, the cornrows. Cornrows were huge back then just because yeah. of Allen Iverson. He's, a, he's, the, he's the only reason I did it when I was in third grade. <laughs> I'm sure Hankins will say the same thing. <laughs> but those – that is our list of best hairdos in all of sports. If you have anything different, if you disagree with us in any way, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up. Let us keep it to yourself. You're wrong. <laughs> you wrong. You got a lumpy butt. But Andy, that is our that is our list, man. And again, a great week in sports. A great week in the Raw Blog Podcast. A great week in paradise. A very, very successful week. We like when I said we had a big week, I meant we had a big week. Absolutely like loved it. A large week. Like yes. physically. Big week. It's I was large. I was so excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. So that was fun, man. And it was tough because we record this on Tuesday, and it was really tough to like not talk about this. Right. Like, like I can't week. tell anybody that we had Zach Hankins on the. He was like just awesome. I can't. I want to have him back. Really want to. And him I wish back. you could have seen his hairdo. That dude is leaning into quarantine. And I love it. Full full send. Full, send full absolute send, dude. No one's yeah. immune to it, and he, but he's rocking it though. Yeah. Like when he strikes out, it looks good. When I strike out, it's ugly, man. Oh, the full on married and quarantined. I absolutely love it. And they got a cute ass puppy too. Oh yes, who made an appearance on the on the video? So <laughs> that's, that's one thing that's us exclusive. So absolutely huge shouts to Zach, man. I thought it was really really fun, and I think I think it really well. We enjoy talking to him like crazy. Big shouts to NBA for giving us content, and Andy. Big shouts to hopefully people staying safe and wearing masks. Yes. Please wear your mask. Please stay away from people. Don't go to fucking bars. I know Kentucky they're not even allowing you. Please just if for allow us to have else, sports. For basketball. For, for love of God. Basketball. For the sake of the game. For the love of the game. There's an entire movie about it. I fucking love it. Andy, last thing I'm going to talk about before we get off here. Do you remember the LeBron commercials when he was, like, really, really young? Like, the LeBrons. Like, you'd have, like, the suave, like, Afro LeBron. You had, like, the little kid LeBron who was, like, cannonball. And then, like, the LeBron training in the pool. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That was what I was originally thinking of. I was thinking of the Afro, but I couldn't think of who it was. And I just thought of it. I thought I had to say it because it just – you know when you're, like, you're thinking of something you can't think of it and you just blurt it out and you expect everyone yes. to know what you're talking about? One of those moments. He's like, freaking pretty boy. Don't want to get his hair wet. And then he does like the triple front flip off the freaking high dive. You got the old man LeBron, like, pretty boy. Classic. Those are good commercials, dude. Oh, that, I, thought LeBron, I thought LeBron was going to take over the commercial game, like when he was like in his first, second year. Those were good. 
And they, like, they were good. And, like, he was – I honestly think he's a pretty damn good actor uh, compared to the, most athletes. We'll see what happens with Space Jam, too. But th- those, were, those were GOAT commercials. Those were GOAT-level commercials, for sure. All right, Andy, another great week. The blob stays rolling. Let's get this basketball thing going. Record everything. Stream everything, people at home. Don't let anyone tell you you can't unless you're in an arena. <laughs> unless they'll get you kicked out of the arena. Okay, man. Rick Browning. And, oh, just got an alert. Najee Marshall got drafted again. He did? Yeah. 61 overall? 61st overall? overall to the Xavier Musketeers. 69th overall? Let's go. Again. Love to see it. Love to see it. And shouts to Najee, man. Congrats on the two-way. I'm excited to see what he does. And I mean, hopefully Pelican, the Pelicans are – they come to their senses. We are the worst at closing a podcast. And I'm also pissed that Miles Powell didn't get picked. That's ridiculous to me. Like, Tyshawn, I think, also should have gotten picked. But Miles Powell, to me, was a no-brainer. See, like, Miles Powell and Tyshawn were kind of like – they need to get picked. Najee was kind of a – and he'll get signed yeah. somewhere. Um, but I was I was absolutely picks. baffled that they weren't like let's take a shot on him like let's let's lock yeah, him that's up. That's insane. He's to me. ours. That's wild to me. Yeah, that's insane. But Andy, we I love how we just always get like our seven takes in right before we wrap it up. <laughs> our, our eighteen cents in. Andy, let's do what we will not do in real life and wrap this thing up. All right. <laughs>